The owners and operators of a San Diego-based porn site now have to pay nearly $13 million after a judge found them liable for defrauding women. The site Girls Do Porn misled the models, saying their porn would only be sold in DVDs to overseas viewers. That was not the case, as their porn appeared on the internet. Not only will the operators need to pay the fees, but also attempt to remove the content from the web. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Pauline Reppard, you're a court reporter for the Union-Tribune, and you've been covering a case that's been garnering lots of attention, the Girls Do Porn lawsuit. Let's start at the beginning. What were these porn actresses alleging? Well, it all started uh, at least four or five years ago when women were answering Craigslist ads for models. Mm Mm-hmm. And they thought they would get a little extra income for their college tuition or, or, or whatever they needed it for. And when they applied, they found out it was going to be adult videos. Well, some of them went ahead anyway, but they were told that these videos would appear only on DVDs that would be put in the hands of private viewers overseas. And they alleged... Uh, that time and again they were assured these would not appear on the Internet, that that most, if not all, the women asked repeatedly, Mm -hmm. will these go on the Internet? And they were told no. Uh, When they wanted things in writing, they would say, oh, let's talk on the phone. That's much better. And so Mm -hmm. they, they weren't allowed to get anything in writing that stated how things would shake out. So once they agreed, they got their heads around being in a porn video, for for three thousand five thousand dollars mm-hmm. each, they would be flown to San Diego, and driven to a hotel, and given some documents to read that were legal mm-hmm. documents. And the women alleged that they were uh, given alcohol. Some of them smoked pot, and they were rushed through these documents and didn't read the fine print. Didn't comprehend the fine print that said we girlsdoporn.com owners have full rights to distribute your videos as we want. And in fact, the Girls Do Porn name didn't even come into it usually. Mm-hmm. So basically they were told the time and time again, that oh no, this is going to be secret content, but in reality it ended up in the internet. It did indeed end up on the internet and the women didn't even know that for a long time in in most of the cases, and suddenly they would start getting inquiries from a boyfriend, their parents, a colleague at work or at school, saying, oh, we saw your image on this porn site. And then when they would somehow navigate backwards trying to say, take that down, I never gave permission, this is terrible, Um, then they started getting harassed uh, Mm -hmm. with death threats even and, and just ugly comments on social media and people calling them names, and some of them considered suicide. They felt their lives were ruined. Yeah, I can't imagine what going through that was like. So their main argument was mostly that they were essentially defrauded in this kind of transaction, right? Right. When they turned to the courts, their lawsuits got consolidated here in San Diego. And yes, fraud was a major allegation, breach of contract, with them saying that the oral contract was no internet postings, even though the printed documents that they signed did allow for it. Mm-hmm. Um, they claimed that their images were used without permission in certain ways, and they sought um, 
full rights to control their own images and, and videos, take it out of the hands of the Girls Do Porn website owners. And um, they also wanted a ruling that the Girls Do Porn website would have to be very direct and clear to anybody looking that, um, that if you signed up to be a model for them, it was going to go on the Internet. Mm-hmm. And now that the trial has wrapped up, uh, what's the results? Well, the results were a long time in coming. The trial took four months, um, not every day of, of each of those months, but um, it ended with uh, Superior Court Judge Kevin Enright issuing his ruling on Thursday that uh, basically handed a complete victory to all 22 of the plaintiffs mm-hmm. against all 13 of the defendants. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of those defendants were various uh, allied company names, but there were some primary players. Um, Michael Pratt and Matthew Wolf were the owners of this website. Uh, the ruling awarded the women collectively $12.7 million, and that shook out into punitive damages and compensatory damages. Mm-hmm. And why did this trial take so long? Was it just like the sheer number of people or is it just like the complications? Uh, It was a little bit of both. There were 22 plaintiffs and therefore 22 witnesses to testify. Some were uh, done in deposition and then their videotapes were played in court. Mm -hmm. But uh, there were multiple defense lawyers and each one had a chance to question each of those witnesses. There were people uh, related to the companies who were brought in as witnesses, um, and it all took a lot of direct examination and cross-examination from all the attorneys. And in between, there was motion after motion after motion, mostly from the defense at various stages to dismiss their particular client from the lawsuit Mm -hmm. or to object to this particular witness or to object to that particular um, evidence or information, and all that had to be argued out. Uh, before they would proceed and continue. Yeah, I imagine uh, this wasn't the easiest case to defend, so they needed to pull all the stops, kind of. Right, they did. And another uh, detour happened when the federal government charged some of the primary participants federally with sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. And the civil trial was happening, and they got word that um, Michael Pratt and Matthew Wolf were being indicted across the street in federal court, and and the lawyers had to literally get up and walk over to the other court wow. to handle the arraignments, and um, some of them were taken into custody. So then there was a question: Well, how do we proceed over in civil court? The defendants have a right to be there. Um, one of those defendants, Michael Pratt, who is from New Zealand, after he got out of custody, he's disappeared. Yeah, He hasn't been found by any authorities since that time. Does this website still exist? Has it been taken down? What, what steps are kind of being made to kind of rectify the damage online, which mm-hmm. is difficult to do? Right. Well, again, their advertising is supposed to now say explicitly that if you answer this ad and be in these videos, it will go online. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as I understand, the Girls Do Porn site is still up and viable, and they would allow other sites to um, 
give little tantalizing clips that would mm-hmm. refer back to their paid websites. And, and um, so I imagine that whole industry is just as thriving as it has ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, the judge did uh, order a number of these protective measures so that uh, the women who apply are supposed to get a copy of their signed release documents at least five days before they make the video uh, so that they have plenty of time to to read and understand all the terms. Um, the, again, the, the, these particular 22 victims are supposed to get full rights to control their images, which you know, I can only imagine will be taken down mm-hmm. you know, immediately on their authority. Um, the defense has said, well, gee, we can't take down things that are on other people's sites that we don't control, but they are ordered to try. Yeah. Yeah, this is one of those things in which it'll probably still exist on the dark web somewhere, but I guess on the easier, more outside parts of the internet, it is possible to remove some, if not all, of the content for people who aren't trying too hard to find it. Right. They shouldn't just accidentally stumble on it, Mm -hmm. I I would imagine. Um, Now, whether this judgment stands will also be a question. The defendants have a right to object to these rulings. I can only imagine and assume that they are going to be doing that. and, and that's a different process from an actual appeal. Mm-hmm. They will set out arguments on paper saying, judge, we think you're wrong in this way and this way and that way. Um, then the other side is going to obviously be given a chance to respond to that. The judge will have to decide, is this ruling you know, absolute? I'm sticking to it. And if so, then the defense would appeal formally uh, to the district appellate court and try to either overchange individual rulings or the judgment amount or all of the above. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's unclear whether they have the money or their insurance companies have the money to pay this. Yeah, does raise some questions. And also, with the sex trafficking charges, what stands with that part of the story? Um, that being in federal court is just going along mm-hmm. slowly like federal cases do. The one of the defense lawyers told me that that's where their focus is now. Of course, they'll be filing their objections in the civil case, but right now it's more important that they, to them that they fight the federal charges. Um, I don't actually know when their next court date is mm-hmm. in the federal case. Yeah, and that will probably take a little longer than uh, this case itself. So at this point, does this set any precedent for the porn industry about how one should uh, find and use talent? Or was Girls Do Porn just something of a bad apple in uh, an already seedy industry? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You could hope that other website operators would take notice. And if they're doing the same sort of thing of, of lying to the models, then you know they've got to understand that that's wrong, and they may get caught mm-hmm. uh, if not charged criminally. You know, find face other civil lawsuits. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll say for a business, it's easier to operate in the the legal realm rather than risk yourself by making a mistake like this. Right. You'd like to hope that anybody operating a website would do so with whatever amount of integrity they're capable of and Mm -hmm. and honesty. All right. Pauline Rappard, thank you so much. Thank you. 
In other news, people who are registered as nonpartisan voters in San Diego County need to let the Registrar of Voters Office know by Monday if they'd like to receive a variation of the nonpartisan mail ballot that includes one of the party's nominees. Otherwise, they'll receive a generic nonpartisan mail ballot that does not include any of the presidential candidates. This includes a Democratic Party race. So far, of the more than 380,000 cards sent to nonpartisan voters, the registrar's office has only received 40,000 back. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. Our creative director is Beto Alvarez, and our digital editor is Ricky Young. This podcast comes together with support from our creative studio and reporters throughout the newsroom. Please rate us and review us on your favorite podcast app, and support our journalism by signing up for our print and digital products at youtube.com slash subscribe. Until next time. <laughs>